Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, everybody. It's Devin Kadayama with The Bay. And I'm Olivia Allen Price with Bay Curious. Now, both of our podcasts have been doing a lot of coverage about how the Bay Area is handling coronavirus. And one of the things that we've learned is that some people are much worse off than others. We're talking about older people, black and brown people, and people who don't have a lot of support from the government right now, like undocumented immigrants. At Bay Curious, we're all about answering audience questions. And we recently got this one from Russ Johnson in Menlo Park. And my question was about how this is affecting the undocumented immigrant community. And is there any support or sympathy from Sacramento as they develop their policies? To answer Russ's question, we first wanted to hear from those struggling with this directly. Maria and Aurelio lost all of their income because of the pandemic. And now they're worried about how they'll pay bills and rent for their family's one-bedroom apartment in East Oakland. Ahorita lo que más nos preocupa es pagar la renta, todos los biles que, que vienen. They asked that we only use their first names because of their immigration status. KQED reporter Farida Javala Romero brings us their story. When I first reached out to Maria, it was mid-April. She's a stay-at-home mom with three young daughters. Her husband, Aurelio, had been furloughed with no pay from his job as a waiter. And the family had started relying on food banks to eat. Maria was anxious. We don't know what's going to happen, she says. Mariana Aurelio are from a small rural town in Mexico. She's lived in Oakland for more than 10 years and Aurelio for nearly 20. Most of that time, he's paid taxes. Two of the couple's daughters were born here and are U.S. citizens. But so-called mixed immigration status families are excluded from federal coronavirus relief. Aurelio says sometimes that makes him feel like a stranger here in this country, left out. When he starts getting depressed, he says Maria keeps his spirits up. And when she's down, he'll cheer her up. And they rely on their faith. Because undocumented immigrants can't get unemployment benefits or stimulus checks from the federal government, Aurelio applied for help from nonprofits. But some didn't return his calls. Others told him too many people had also applied. Then the couple learned something that gave Maria hope. Some teachers and the principal at the daughter's elementary school had pledged to give their stimulus checks to struggling undocumented families. We're all human beings, she says, and I'm grateful they're looking out for us. The school principal ended up sending them a check in the mail for $200. To pay May's rent, Aurelio borrowed money from a friend. And more unexpected help came too. 
$400 in private donations from a fund set up by the school district. Maria says she feels blessed because this kind of help is not available in other parts of the country, and so many people are struggling now. Stay-at-home orders are set to continue until at least May 31st. Aurelio has considered leaving his apartment to find more work, but he's diabetic, and that puts him at risk for complications if he gets infected. So he ditched the idea. Maria says although it's been hard, she supports the state trying to curb the spread of the virus. So it's less risky for Aurelio and one of her kids, who has asthma. Money comes and goes, says Maria, but a person's life doesn't. That was reporter Farida Jabala Romero. After this quick break, we'll dig into part two of Russ's question. What is the government doing about this group? Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org podcasts. And thanks. Farida, I want to understand the scope of this in California. How common is Maria and Aurelio's story here? The estimate is that there's about 1.75 million workers in California who are undocumented. And then the total undocumented population is more than 2 million. And in the Bay Area, there's hundreds of thousands of undocumented people. There's estimates that one in three undocumented workers in the state um, are in industries that have been really hard hit by the stay-at-home orders and the pandemic. We're talking about restaurants, you know, hospitality industry. There's also construction, uh, personal services, like building maintenance, like janitorial. I've talked to uh, a lot of domestic home cleaners who've been left completely without work. And then in the rest of the state, there's there's different industries like the uh, warehousing and uh, food industries, like packaging, and also, of course, you know, uh, picking our vegetables and fruit, like farm workers. COVID-19 is laying bare the ways the U.S. economy relies on undocumented workers across all sectors of work. And it's not just labor they're contributing. The Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy estimates that in California, undocumented residents pay about $3 billion per year in state and local taxes. But the federal government is not providing direct emergency aid to undocumented people. Undocumented residents might benefit in some way, you know, if they go to the hospital and the hospital has gotten more resources from the federal government or community health centers, but but not direct, you know, help, like the kind of help that you or I may be able to get through the coronavirus stimulus funds. Right. Yeah. And they're still but they're still paying all these taxes every year into the system. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
If you live in the Bay Area and are undocumented, what what does the range of help look like for you during this pandemic? So from what we know so far and things, you know, are developing pretty quickly, there's more resources and organizations that work with undocumented workers in in the Bay Area than in other parts of the state. But undocumented people are getting a lot less financial help. And it's definitely more restricted and limited because, you know, you can't compare like one nonprofit with the federal government. A lot of undocumented workers are living paycheck to paycheck. They really don't have any savings or uh, a big support network to rely on. They d- like the safety net for them is a lot thinner than for other workers that contribute taxes in the state. Um, and so when something like this happens, when suddenly they can't work, they're really left without any, any source of income. So who does it actually fall on then to make sure that people who are undocumented get the help they need right now? Well, it's fallen on local communities, really, um, who want to do something about it. Mayors in cities like San Francisco and San Jose and Oakland here in the Bay Area have put their weight behind uh, funds for workers that are left out of other types of you know, state and federal benefits, uh, like undocumented workers, um, and then also to support uh, nonprofit organizations that are trying to, you know, provide them with cash assistance. And then in Oakland, for example, like teachers who are already struggling to uh, pay rent and live in the Bay Area are pledging their uh, stimulus checks that they're going to get or have already gotten from the uh, federal government. Uh, they're pledging the, those checks to undocumented families at their schools who they see are more vulnerable than they are and who have even fewer resources than they have. Aurelio and Maria got a $200 check from their principal. And they were like, it's her check. It's like written from her, you know? Um, And so those are the types of efforts that we're seeing. I mean, there's need everywhere, but um, I think people in, in the Bay Area might have a little more of a shot at uh, getting some some type of financial help. That's why Governor Newsom's announcement that the state was going to start providing these emergency um, funds, like emergency cash assistance, was so remarkable because, um, you know, people around the state will be able to apply for that. Ten percent of California's workforce is undocumented. Ten percent. Any overrepresentation of that workforce is undocumented in the areas that are so essential to meeting the needs of tens of millions of Californians today, in the healthcare sector, in the agriculture and food sector. There was a wide coalition of, I think it was like more than 120 nonprofit organizations that were calling on Governor Gavin Newsom to set up something more like a a emergency fund for undocumented people who'd lost jobs. And then finally, the governor announced that he was setting aside $75 million to provide a one-time grant. So they estimate they're going to help about 150,000 people through that fund. And this is a one-time grant? Yes, this is a one-time grant and they're doing they're d- dispersing the money through nonprofits and they're going to start in May. 
Uh, we're putting up $75 million. Philanthropy is matching our efforts, not dollar for dollar, but they're putting an additional $50 million to support our efforts. So a total of $125 million to provide individual assistance of $500 and household assistance up to $1,000. So on the, on the one hand, the state's helping out, but the stimulus money that we're talking about, $500, doesn't seem like it's it would go that far here in the Bay Area. Have you talked to advocates about that? Kim Willett, an attorney at Legal Aid at Work, um, and, and this organization is a member of the Safety Net for All Coalition, said that they were very grateful for that decision by Governor Newsom. But this has to be a start because right now, I mean, a $500 single time payment is less than what any worker right now who's eligible for unemployment insurance is getting on a weekly basis. This one time payment that's only going to be available to a, a small portion of the workforce who's been left, you know, without income is is not going to solve uh, the whole problem that we have in the state with this population. So our demand is is for the governor to now, um, now that this is set up, to, to really focus on a systemic shift in the way that we provide um, assistance to workers to include undocumented workers. We kind of talked about this earlier, but we're basically asking people who are essential workers to work. And we know that many undocumented people are in these industries and have these jobs. But as you said, we don't give them equal access to the resources they need to stay safe. So for people who've been resistant to helping people who are undocumented in the past, is there a new argument here during this pandemic for why we should be helping people, like a health argument? There's an estimated 1.4 million uh, uninsured people in the state who are undocumented. Undocumented people are still the largest, you know, group of people who lack health insurance in the in the in the state. That's one of the interesting points that advocates have, um, you know, uh, told me during this pandemic. It really shows you how we all live together. Like people, it doesn't matter their immigration status, are part of the community and these types of public health responses are not as effective if, you know, people don't have what they need to stay at home. It might affect the the public health response as well. The money from Governor Gavin Newsom's plan to help undocumented workers is supposed to be dispersed later this month. But recently, there's been two lawsuits challenging this program that were filed by conservative groups. Meanwhile, some advocates also want California to expand health insurance coverage by including undocumented seniors in Medi-Cal, the state's health insurance program for low-income people. Frida Javala Romero reports on immigration for KQED. You can find her reporting and more stories like this at kqed.org. And while you're there, you can also ask a question that you might have about coronavirus and its impact on society. We'll leave you a link in the episode notes. There are options for both English and Spanish speakers. KQED is also offering some critical information and stories in Spanish. We'll leave you a link for the website and a newsletter in our show notes as well. I'm Devin Kadayama for The Bay. And I'm Olivia Allen Price for Bay Curious. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? 
Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.